Hello. Welcome to the third episode of Just Cuz, the podcast uh, where two cousins discuss things that they love. Just, Just Cuz. Today, we are going to be talking about some guilty pleasures. Um, now, Max, what do you define as a guilty pleasure? See, I had a very strange time trying to find what I define as a guilty pleasure because art as a whole is subjective, so therefore guilty pleasures or whatever someone views as a guilty pleasure is subjective. But I came down to the decision that a guilty pleasure is a movie that is fun, a really good fun time, but it cannot be fixed <laughs> in the edit, in whatever it is. It's just not a good movie. I love the slightly pretentious explanation. That's excellent. <laughs> um, what I decided to define guilty pleasure as was something that a majority of the world or, you know, online space, whatever, might consider bad, but I don't consider it bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's also a good definition of a guilty pleasure because it's just something that you view as good or fun yep. or whatever, and a lot of exactly. people don't. Right, so do you want to start or should I start? Because we each have brought a lot of guilty pleasure subjects. I think you should start because I my list is, uh, I feel like it's going to be much more varied than yours. <laughs> Not, no offense to you, just I oh, feel yeah, like I went balls to the walls crazy. <laughs> whereas I just thought of a lot of mainly action movies. And uh, the first movie that I've brought in, which is the first movie I thought of as a guilty pleasure, and it's the movie that I thought of as a guilty pleasure immediately walking out of, and that is Aquaman. Ooh, okay. Okay, explain. Okay, so Aquaman, there's a lot of political reasons why you shouldn't like this movie, <laughs> including an actress, but I won't get into it. I'll just say she's not a good person. As far as dialogue goes, this movie isn't great. As far as characters go, this movie isn't no, great. No, no, it's, it's really not. <laughs> but I love this movie. I've watched it so many times. I love the action. I love... I was trying to think of something else that I love, but it's just the action. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say this. I very much disagree with you. I think that the dialogue in this movie is amazing. <laughs> Did we watch the same movie? Amazing in the sense that I would listen to it on repeat forever because of how crazy it is. It's the moment where they start playing Pitbull's version of Africa when the characters are going to oh Africa. God. Why did I block that it's like, out? like, yeah, no, this is... Why did I block that out of my memory? <laughs> well, that being said, the third act of this movie, I love. And that's a trend you're going to see a lot in the movies that I've brought today. They may not be good, but the third act, oh. Okay, why don't you go ahead and uh, quickly synopsize the third act of Aquaman for us. Okay, so he's got to fight Ocean Master, you know, all that fun stuff. Patrick Warburton. No, not Patrick. One of the Hollywood's Patricks. He's the villain. <laughs> the one that everyone knows but doesn't really know. So they have to fight. Aquaman's on the losing side, and then... Through a series of events, he gets his classic armor, the gold and the green, and he goes out riding a leviathan to this battle, and he commands all of the fish in the sea, which 
Obviously, Aquaman's going to win a fight in the ocean because he's overpowered. I think the on-land fight is so incredible because after seeing all of that ocean CGI stuff, which isn't as good as Avatar Way of Water, it's still incredibly fun to watch. The CGI isn't perfect, but it's great. There's some crab people, and they look amazing. I think Jamon Hansu is in that movie as some sort of fish man. He plays three different characters in... The DCU? No, I think just two. He plays another character in the M- in the MCU. Who does he play? Wait, I forgot. He's just some fish guy, and he says, "I won't go to war with you, Ocean Master." And then Ocean Master kills him, and then he turns to his daughter, and he's like, "You're gonna go to war for me." And then the daughter's like, "Oh, okay, okay. yeah, I remember." <laughs> that was not very memorable. Direct honest. dialogue from the scene. So I thought Aquaman was a very fun time, but it is a guilty pleasure for mm-hmm. sure. Now, what is your next okay, movie? Okay, well, my list is not exactly in order, so I'm going to jump to my first guilty pleasure. I'm going to ease I'm gonna ease you in. First is uh, Fantastic Four 2005. Oh, my goodness. I love this movie, Max. Oh, my God. Okay? It's absolutely terrible, but I love it so much. <laughs> when I was a kid, me and my brother would watch this movie nonstop, and I would... I would be Sue Storm and he would be Johnny Storm, obviously. And oh, we just had the best time. And it's such a fun movie. It's like, it is the most accurate uh, adaptation of the, of the Fantastic Four today. And by accurate, I mean, they get their powers from space. That's pretty much <laughs> it. <laughs> that- There's also the never seen 90s movie. But I will say Fantastic Four 2005 <laughs> aged like a fine wine. Like a fine wine. Oh, my God. It's so good. I, I love how absolutely absurd it is. I love how truly depressing Ben is, like, the entire time. Like, he literally tries to kill himself in it. You don't remember that, did you? <laughs> oh, my God. Ben, literally that amazing scene that everyone remembers where Sue takes her clothes off on the bridge. The reason they were on the bridge is because Ben was going to throw himself off the bridge. <laughs> ben then, is such a good character in that movie. So good. And he's Jewish. He's Jewish in that. They don't make it. Wait. They made him Jewish in the shitty new one, didn't they? Um, Honestly, I don't remember the new one well enough. I don't remember either. The only thing that I remember from the new movie was uh, that Miles Teller did the uh, Reed Richards uh, shapeshift by stretching his face, and I really liked that. This is a conversation for another day, but the most I remember about the most recent Fantastic Four is the behind the scenes and what the movie was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be completely different, and... Maybe that one would have been good, but it didn't. The one we got wasn't good. 2005 Fantastic Four. It was, in one word, fantastic. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought it was perfectly cast. I love, oh my gosh, what is his, what is his name? Julian something, whatever, who plays Doctor Doom. Is it he, McMahon? McMahon, no, yeah, I think. I think so. Julian McMahon, I don't know. He, he, I have always known him from my childhood as... Um, Cole from Charmed, and he, I know you haven't seen Charmed, but just stay with me for a second. Um, he was absolutely amazing in that, um, and he is absolutely amazing in this. He's perfectly, he's a perfect villain. That, I, there are, like, 
a few there are a few people who I think should always play villains, but I think Julian McMahon and uh, Mads Mikkelsen are two of them off the top of my head. They are just quintessentially amazing as villains. He does such a good job as Doctor Doom, even though it is goofy as hell, and I love it. I, I wish Mads Mikkelsen wasn't already a villain in the MCU because I want him to play the current dr doom that's gonna right. be in the mcu oh my god that would be so good that's another conversation for another day yeah. <laughs> who said there aren't doppelgangers <laughs> in the mcu they can have him back <laughs> no, no. but <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned fantastic four from 2005 because it's not on my list but i definitely thought about it both of those movies mm -hmm. the rise of the silver surfer the i would rise... argue is better than the first i love the rise of the silver surfer i do and it was i almost put them both on this list but just jumping in, like, if you were trying to fall asleep and you're going to put something on, what are you going to put on? You're going to put on Fantastic Four 2005. You're going to put on the first one. <laughs> Rise of the Silver Surfer is too interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. It's better. It's better, so it's less of a guilty pleasure. This one is more of a guilty pleasure because <laughs> it's worse, and I love it. And I just love their goofy-ass Fantastic Four family dynamics because that is what, you know, what the new movie totally failed to understand is that they are literally a family. That is the interesting part of the Fantastic mm -hmm. Four. There are other superhero teams. Let everyone else have uh, butting head dynamics with strangers. But this is the Fantastic Four. They are a family. They need to act like a family. And in this movie, they did. And I love it. And it's stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Because even in the comics, the Fantastic Four are a family first. Like, they're not even really heroes. They're just mm -hmm. explorers. And I hope they do that in the new MCU. All right, so since you brought two movies, I'll move on to my next I topic, didn't mean which to is bring two, two movies. I didn't mean to bring two <laughs> movies. You brought up the second one. <laughs> I was trying to make a really cool transition, and you just ruined it. Fine, have your transition. <laughs> I brought The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Damn it, that's on my list! <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Let's, uh, let's say Amazing Spider-Man, one for me, two for you. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I think the Amazing Spider-Man, one, would not be a guilty pleasure if not for the one scene where Spider-Man fights the lizard in his high school. And that's the one with the Stan Lee cameo. Mm -hmm. Like, watch that whole fight as just a YouTube clip. It's amazing. Should the lizard have a snout and not a Goomba face? Maybe. Probably. But I still think this scene's cool. I am going to be contrarian here. I genuinely don't give a shit about the lizard. <laughs> I never did. Not in the comics. Not in the movie. I didn't give a shit. I watched that movie purely for uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, which is outstanding no matter what anyone says. Andrew, I will defend you to my grave. And um, Gwen Stacy. And uh, I loved Aunt May and Uncle Ben in this. I thought they were so good. I I just, I love, the, I love this movie. It's terrible. It's a bad movie, but I still love it. I rewatched this like a year ago, and there was a moment where it's after uh, Uncle Ben has died and... I'm just going to say Andrew Garfield goes to school and Flash tries to pick on him. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Garfield just picks him up and throws him against yeah, the wall. It's great. And it, like, it, it's really good. I got a little emotional watching it. You know what's really stupid? When he tries to beat him <laughs> in playing basketball. 
<laughs> that scene is not good. And then, and There's then, many moments in that movie where he just straight up gives away that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets on his little <laughs> skateboard and starts doing skateboard shoes. Coldplay's playing. <laughs> Stop. It's so good. Oh, my God. Well, I will say they do not do the lizard justice in this movie because no. that's one thing I've always disliked about the live-action Spider-Man villains. They're always cool to look at, and the CGI is great, but, and Doc Ock is kind of a victim of this too. He just goes crazy at a point in the movie. Like, Doc Ock and the Lizard both go to an underground base. I think the Doc, Oc Doc Ock's is an underground, but anyway, they go to some, court of, some sort of lair, and then they're like, this is the place where I will build my weapon. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Dude, go home. Yeah. The, I mean, as much as we all like Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, there's, there's some problems. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're only evil because your little thingies in your brain have made you evil. Your tentacles made you evil. Like, why do your tentacles have AI? Why? <laughs> and we're getting into plot holes yeah, yeah, in Spider-Man 2. Of a not a guilty pleasure movie, of a good movie. But, yes. Um, a genuinely great movie. The the lizard in The Amazing Spider-Man um, was, you know, purely a victim of the lizard juice serum, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it was messing with his mind yeah. like all comic book villains get. Yeah, and he wasn't like an evil guy. But you know what they did? They used that to their benefit in uh, uh, Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> they used that uh for gwen's backstory in that so that was interesting yeah that was really good mm -hmm. and then they use lizard great in no way home as long as as well as well as electro yeah electro okay like uh, the amazing spider-man 2 i didn't put that on my list i just put the amazing spider-man 1 because i mm -hmm. like watching the amazing spider-man 2 less <laughs> I was going to say the exact opposite. Oh, okay. You go ahead then. <laughs> okay. So The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, is longer, is way more boring. But holy crap, the CGI in this movie, we've never seen Spider-Man swinging so good. Have we? And we haven't <laughs> seen it as well since. Have we? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I genuinely haven't seen this in like a year. So I it... don't remember. But... Uh, I feel like he swings pretty well in um, in the Tom Holland movies. So this is something that gets very pedantic, but in the Spider-Man, in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, his suit it's based off of skydivers, where it's not skin so skin tight that you have no creases. There's a lot of creases in his suit and it ripples in the wind mm -hmm. and the way that they use gravity as he tries has to climb up a web every time that he's swinging. And you see oh, yeah. underwear seams in his suit. Yeah, You've never that. seen that since. I remember that. I remember it's staring at Andrew Garfield's underwear. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the movie has so much detail and it looks amazing. It's just mm -hmm. such a shame that the only person who really showed up is the VFX artists yeah. for that movie. Yeah, I think it's it, it's still a really fun movie. I just enjoy watching it less than The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man has so many fun moments, like when he's figuring out his spider powers and it's the... It's the last, you know, Peter Parker um, origin story that we've had. So mm. it's 
and it's the newest one that we've had and it's really fun watching him like i like that he's mean i like he's a little mean to um to like the villains and like not mm-hmm. the villains the like little robbers that he stops at first um and that he's mean to flash and that he's you know irresponsible i i think it's fun i think it's very different from toby mcguire I do love how they highlighted that in the newest Across the Spider-Verse movie, where Spider-Man is a jokester and he's just cracking wise the whole time. But if you're on the opposite side of that, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, but it's really funny because, like, the the Spider-Man that almost everyone would agree is the best Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, is not like that at all. He never cracks a joke. He's so serious and sad all the time. <laughs> it kind of sucks I'm pretty sure per movie he has like one joke and that shouldn't be the case. He should be just just talking. You know what I should have put on here? (laughs) Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Oh, I thought about it. I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. Nothing. It is not good enough. (laughs) Nothing gives me more pleasure than watching Bully Maguire memes on the (laughs) internet. (laughs) They are my favorite thing ever. And, um... They are in this world because of Spider-Man 3, and I thank you for it, Spider-Man 3. But I had this same argument or dilemma because I was going to include Over the Hedge. But I don't think... I think that move or uh, that or Open Season, I don't know if they're good enough. I think they've been memed and had they become a part of pop culture. Okay, I haven't seen Open Season, but... From what I remember of Over the Hedge, it was a good movie. So it wouldn't belong on this list anyway. <laughs> yeah, I probably ruffled some feathers there. <laughs> Who knows? I I would love for all the hardcore fans of Over the Hedge to come out and eat you alive in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to destroy this podcast. <laughs> um. All right. Our vendetta against Over the Hedge is on the books. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Um, I, I should probably rewatch it and make sure that I do actually dislike it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow and be like, "Oh crap, this is actually fun." <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the next one that I have on my list, you might hate me for it, but <laughs> X Men: The Last Stand. <laughs> I, I have a puzzled look on my face. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking very puzzled. I'm thinking it works. You know what? <laughs> that works. I think x-men the last stand is hilarious (laughs) i most you'll find that most of the things on here i will i will fight as being genuinely good hilarious and fun to watch and i think x-men the last stand fits that okay i i think it's so stupid (laughs) is it a good interpretation of the phoenix force saga it's better than anything Absolutely else not. we've got <laughs> you know what it's probably the best interpretation it's, we've got don't get me wrong it's trash it's hot garbage <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's garbage lit on fire by a phoenix okay but it is still there's still a phoenix there okay not like the new one that one was i can't <laughs> even with it oh that one's just a rough one. That watch. one's just not fun to watch. If you're going to make a bad movie, you have to make it fun to watch, like X-Men The Last Stand. Off topic, but I, th- I like how they villainize uh, Professor Xavier in uh, Dark Phoenix, but that's the only thing I liked. But as far as The Last Stand goes, I feel I'm a little biased because I watched the, all three X-Men movies 
at a very young age, so and they I. shaped me. Okay. We're the same age. We're, like, almost <laughs> exactly the same age. <laughs> like, by a couple months. By less than months. Do you know when my <laughs> birthday is, Max? You are... Uh... You are... You are four weeks older than me. We are oh, yeah. exactly the same age. <laughs> That's it. Okay? And we I'm pretty sure we both watched them very young because both of our parents are X-Men nerds. I mean, they're brother and sister, so that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, they shaped me as well. I'm definitely mm. biased. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. But it's on my list anyway. I don't care. <laughs> Just even the fact that like it's a story or the finale to a trilogy where they're like having the cast because of how devastating this uh, conflict is. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of that is great. It's just in execution. Something went wrong there. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid and I watched this, I was absolutely devastated uh, when Scott was killed. Um, um, I was just going to say the exact same thing. I will never recover. Oh, I have never recovered. Um, and you know what? I was, I, I love the introduction of Kitty Pride is in this one, isn't it? And they yes. have that stupid ass plot line with Angel and it's dumb and I love it. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. So I guess we could move on to my next guilty yeah. pleasure movie, which is Sonic 2. I think it might have a subtitle. I have no idea. Okay. I actually haven't seen that. Okay. Okay. I was thinking of including the first Sonic movie, but I thought, you know what? The second movie is way more fun, so I'm just going to include that one. If you haven't seen both, they are a good time. You probably don't have to watch the first one to like the second one, though. And the second one, they just do the thing. It's a Sonic adventure where he's trying to get some gem or MacGuffin, and he's got to face Knuckles and Professor Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey. I love that. It's great. I did know that from the advertisement. I love that Jim Carrey is the villain in this movie. Um... Jim Carrey kills it, mm -hmm. too. Course he does. Like a lot of the time, he's the only live action person on screen, and you don't even really think about yeah, that because he's just doing his thing. I expect absolutely nothing less from Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I have nothing to say really because I haven't seen yeah. this. But uh, shout out to the fact that we mentioned two James Marsden flicks in a row. We love you, <laughs> <Yeah>. James Marsden. <laughs> James Marsden also just goes on a lot of road trips with CGI animals, yeah. so. It's it's gonna happen. We're gonna talk about him a lot. Maybe we talk, bring up Westworld. I don't know. Maybe we bring up Enchanted. Who knows? But those are good <laughs> things. So they probably would. Yeah, be yeah. Both of those are not guilty pleasures. We need to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, yeah. I think the only thing that I could bring up about this movie is the fact that I watched them so many times because I like sequences where super fast characters are going and everything else is still like narratively it kind of ruins the, any sort of suspense but i love watching those sequences and flash or flash <laughs> sonic <laughs> has a lot of them <laughs> oh my god okay sorry <laughs> slip of the tongue there just a freudian slip nothing similar about those two characters hmm <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing much else to say about Sonic 2. It's good. All Go right. watch it if you want. Then we're going to move on. Uh, this is my last 
Oh my god, I have that on my list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that might be the case. When you said Amazing so, Spider-Man, I was like, I'm I got to I got to top him with this one. I got to get him, I got to say it before he does. <laughs> you got to get in before. So I guess let's talk about Venom 1 first. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I think flawless right from the get-go. Flawless piece of film. Like this movie just doesn't work without Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Venom does not work without Spider-Man. No, of course it doesn't. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but uh, Tom Hardy is a gem in it. He he play he acts oh, his freaking ass off, and um, Venom is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry, <laughs> like Venom. It's so, so funny. funny, and I love how we're getting ahead of ourselves. But the sequel just goes so much further into the comedy. I think we can talk about them as one entity because that's how I view them yeah. in my head. <laughs> I I like I very much see Venom as uh episode 1 and 2, episode 1 is the meet cute, episode 2 is the we're taking a break and yes. <laughs> that is that's how Venom is in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. No, it is a really good romance between the two yeah. in that sense. And and there's no subtlety in the second movie about that. No, none at all. And I love that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, the I just I was just thinking of this, this like funny random shit that Venom does, like you know, uh, like the the oh the the female uh, the woman Venom when he gets in that Venom that uh, that woman body and is like don't you like me now, Eddie, or something? I don't remember. It was <laughs> and really you, funny. I can almost guarantee you someone in the studio fought hard for that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, we are having sexy lady Venom. Sexy lady Venom. Necessary. Please animate this. <laughs> I'll pay you thousands of dollars. <laughs> and send it to my computer. <laughs> um, And then in the second one, he's like, it's like a DJ or something. Yeah, yeah, with he's got like a bunch of glow sticks on him. Yeah. Oh my god, it's great. It's he's... So stupid. I love it. Um, I mean, they kind of butcher Carnage in the second movie. I don't. But care. Woody Harrelson is still having so yeah. much fun. I again, I didn't give a shit about the lizard. I don't give a shit about Carnage. <laughs> I thought that I love Woody Woody Harrelson and I loved what he did and I was like you're hilarious keep that wig on forever <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. go on the road with that wig it was he should have had the wig at the, the end wig of the first at the movie end of the first one was <laughs> even worse <laughs> that wig was so incredible it, like it tipped back over into the scales of it's so bad it's good like twice exactly. it circled around yeah. that many times he in both of them, in the clip from the first one, or in the ending scene of the first one, and in the second one, he reminded me of two different iterations of It, from the yes. Stephen King novel It. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it was amazing. And then his girlfriend, whatever her fucking name was, with her sonic powers, she was great. I, I just liked I it. I think she was Banshee? I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, who fucking knows. But, no, Banshee's DC. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I think there's two different Banshees. Oh, is there a Marvel Banshee? And I think I might be also thinking of another Banshee from X-Men First Class. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a different guy. Because that Banshee's a guy. (laughs) That Banshee's a Cyclops' brother in the 
I don't know if that is in the comics, but that's in the movie. No, no, that we're we're getting into it. That's havoc, and oh, that's, that's like havoc. one of Cyclops's oh. many brothers. Okay, we're get we have to get off this, or else we'll fall down. The yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, Venom is a guilty pleasure. I could watch it forever. I'm so happy that the convenience store lady from Venom was in the new Spider Verse movie. <laughs> yes, um, that was excellent. Um. Yeah, okay, your next one. Okay, so the next movie that I have is Godzilla vs. Kong. This movie, incredible. Incredible. I also haven't have seen Have you it. seen it? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to spoil it, because Godzilla vs. Kong, the premise of them fighting, and they do the Batman vs. Superman thing that, batman v superman should have done where they have a fight in the middle and kong who's like the batman character gets his ass beat but then he learns so that he comes back in the fight at the end and he does the beating because he's smarter now Mm -hmm. um i i mean that sounds interesting i'm gonna say go ahead and spoil it because in all honesty i'm not gonna watch it unless you might me. watch it after I say yeah, this no, exactly. because yeah, the movie ends with Godzilla and Kong teaming up to fight Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> I actually did know that. I did know that. <laughs> oh damn it! I wanted to. I wanted to see you surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard that when it first came out, and I was like, "What? That's crazy!" And then I didn't watch it... the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had it minorly spoiled for me that Mecha Mecha Godzilla was in the movie, but it still blew my mind when I saw it. Oh. <laughs> And I loved seeing it. It was like Man of Steel kind of destruction where just buildings are flying and millions of people are dying, but I just have a smile on my face. Sick. That sounds <laughs> fun, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> but anyway, there's not much else to say about it. Cool action CGI monsters. Mm-hmm. What's your next guilty pleasure? My next guilty pleasure is I'm stepping away from movies, Okay. Um, I am going to bring up a topic that we have definitely talked about before, a wealth of, of knowledge, uh, that we both have on it. Um, the Arrowverse (laughs) and specifically Legends of Tomorrow. That is Uh, on my list of guilty pleasures. Uh, I would go as far as to say Arrow season one and two, Flash season one, maybe also season two incredible i would say i kind of fell off after that i would say arrow up until season four honestly really i like arrow <laughs> up until... i didn't love the Ra's al ghul season but i loved deathstroke mm-hmm. and oh. his whole season yes oh my, god. oh my god i loved whoever that actor was he was like new zealand or australian i don't know yeah. but he was so good i loved him <sighs> and I really like the Arrowverse up until, honestly, like, they had, so the premise was, like, Oliver's five years on the island are being compared with, you know, uh, modern day, the modern day, and so the first season was his first year on the island, second season, right? So, honestly, up until the last season of the island, yeah, sure, it got to, it got a bit fucking crazy, um, <laughs> where he was, like, um... <laughs> 
He's like, oh, I left the island, but then yeah, he I went came to like back Singapore to, yeah, or but something. Then I came back <laughs> to the island, and I was like, that's so stupid. Um, yeah, it went a little off the rails, but up until season, uh, like, um, until the end of season five, when they ran out mm. of shit to do on the island, uh, or ran out of time on the island, I guess. Um, I feel like it was okay. It was watchable up until then, and yeah. then it became unwatchable. Um, I saw that they brought in Mr. Terrific later in the show, and I he almost made me go back in. So I was like, oh, I want to see Mr. Terrific. That but I didn't. vaguely rings a bell. That's how memorable. <laughs> and I definitely watched the episodes, at least a few episodes, where Mr. Terrific was. So that's how memorable that was. I, Great. I don't even remember at all. <laughs> um, but I absolutely loved in the first few seasons of Arrow where it was just like Oliver Dig and Felicity and it was it was so good. And he was killing folks. He was killing. He was not <laughs> he was not a pussy like Batman, okay? <laughs> yeah. I don't kill people. Fuck you. He's gonna kill everybody. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then he turns back on that, like, season yeah, two. Yeah, but then he's boring. <laughs> That's... And then in season two of Arrow, it sets up for the Flash. Yeah, and then he starts lecturing Barry about, Barry, you can't kill people. I'm like, bitch, you're such a hypocrite. All of... Okay, you know what? If anybody, if there's any superhero that is a bitch that I would call bitch to their fucking face, it's Oliver Queen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not bitch in a derogatory way, not bitch in a, like, like demeaning you know way towards yeah. women or anything but bitch in a like bitch you're stupid <laughs> can i just say he is a very different character in the comics oh i know i know he's still a bitch he's still a bitch and he's still a slut <laughs> in the, but he's uh, trust me different. in the comics he's a different kind of I bitch i have read some of his comics because i liked him that much and i was like i'm gonna go mm. read some oliver queen comics and i'm like you're still a bitch <laughs> you're a different bitch and you're blonde but you're a bitch <laughs> but i want you to talk to me about legends of tomorrow okay because while i've seen a couple episodes i don't know okay. nearly yes. enough about i've this show. talked to you about this many times telling you you should watch it and i've tried to get your <laughs> sister to watch it with me <laughs> and it didn't work out very well but <laughs> legends of tomorrow is one of my favorite comic book shows ever. It is so good. Have Okay, have you seen Doom Patrol? Yes. Of course you have. We've talked about it. I forget. But <laughs> so Legends of Tomorrow is like a PG Doom Patrol. <laughs> that's how I've That's how I I've heard that it in my head. Legends of Tomorrow is just like the slightly lower budget Doom Patrol, which has almost yes. made me watch it. Yeah. I think I told you that. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I was it's lower budget PG Doom Patrol or PG-13 Doom Patrol. Why is it PG? It was also It started out like that, but then it got a little bit more like, you know, <laughs> edgy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's so good. It's crazy and it knows it's crazy and it owns it and it's so good. First season sucks. It doesn't know it's crazy. It still thinks it's part of the Arrowverse and oh we're doing we're doing crossover shit. We got to set up all this bullshit, right? You know, uh, Vandal Savage nonsense, whatever. It sucks. Second right. season 
It's a little better. It it, it 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 is a little better because honestly, they get rid of hot guy and hot girl who fucking suck, and it makes it better. Um, but unfortunately, they also killed Leonard Snart, who is amazing, Captain Cold. He's oh. in it. Oh, sorry, I'm spoiling. I did it hear for he you. died. Yeah. <laughs> they. I mean, if you've seen any of the Arrowverse crossover, they mention that he's dead yeah. in every single and one. I- of course, I watched Crisis on. Yeah, and Infinite he's Earth. in that as a different version of himself, mm-hmm. which is great. I love him in that. Ver- <laughs> oh, he's so good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, and I love how unapologetically comic book the Arrowverse becomes mm-hmm. towards the end yes. of it. That is uh, solely due to Legends of Tomorrow. I'm gonna say right now, thank goodness. That is 100 percent the result of Legends of Tomorrow because Legends of Tomorrow is so comic booky out of control stupid panel jumping craziness and i I, love it to death it is uh (laughs) i'm just thinking of this (laughs) i'm thinking of this one episode that is the most existential dread um horrifying episode ever and it takes place in a mental ikea (laughs) what (laughs) exactly doesn't make any sense. It takes place in Captain Sarah's dream of Ikea or something, and it's so good. Oh my goodness. It's an excellent yeah, no, show, I, I need to watch and this. everyone should watch it. There's also, um, I recorded this on my phone at one point to send to my friends because I literally could not believe my eyes, but there is um, a time curse broken by the power of gay love in, in the show. Sweet. Like, it happens. Like, Two characters kiss, like Constantine kisses his boyfriend, and then a curse is broken. I'm like, what the fuck just happened yes. right now? This is amazing. <laughs> That's some Doom Patrol flex mentello yes. stuff, and I love it. Oh my god, I I mistook another character in a completely different show yesterday with flex mentello, and I said out <laughs> yeah. loud, look at that flex mentello shit, and then I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> just no one knows what you're bringing up. Sasha, what? Silence. Crickets. No one knew. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Watch Legends of Tomorrow. It was unjustifiably... Not unjustifiably. It was uh, unduly canceled. (laughs) It was unduly canceled, and uh, I demand it come back immediately. (laughs) The listener and me, we will watch Legends of Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. Yes, do. They were just... You know what they... You know what they introduced in the last episode before they were canceled? They introduced Scooter Gold, played by played by none other than Zach Braff's best friend. <laughs> What's his name? Scooter Gold? Yeah. Is that his name? Scooter Braun, uh, Do you maybe? mean Booster? Booster Gold. There it is. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm thinking. I had to make sure because I, I got a little excited. And I was like, oh, maybe it's not no, Booster it's Gold. Booster Gold, played by... I... Uh, what the fuck is what is his name from Scrubs? I I'm a, I'm picturing him the the best friend from Scrubs. Yeah. He's got the Superman tattoo. Yeah, the guy who made the uh, the Fortnite dance. <laughs> yeah. Zach Braff's best friend. Sorry, the only reason I'm saying I... that is because my mom met them in real life and she was like <laughs> their best friends. <laughs> All right. Wait, she never told you I... that story? Okay, wait, I have to tell you that. No, story. I've definitely heard okay. it. <laughs> She's definitely brought it yeah. up. But I. Had no idea that he played Booster Gold. I have to watch Legends was, of Tomorrow a, just to see that now. It was one single episode, the very last episode, and then they were canceled. <laughs> I love Booster Gold so much. 
it was it was so good i don't know why i said scooter gold i was thinking of scooter braun the uh, record label guy who fucked over taylor swift and booster gold at the same time and i my mind just combined them <laughs> anyway anyway your turn uh moving on to my next i was thinking of doing a show but i'll just go straight on to my list jurassic world fallen kingdom which is the second fallen world or movie. world movie i will tell you this the beginning where they're getting dinosaurs off of an island fun not good at all it's like it's genuinely boring because i i don't care about dinosaurs like it's sad seeing that brachiosaurus die but honestly let him die i don't care but when they get to the spooky haunted dinosaur mansion oh <laughs> i love that <laughs> i'm glad someone did <laughs> <laughs> I have so much fun. I rewatch that second half of the movie at least once every three months. Wow. Wow. That's, you actually <laughs> like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's dedication. I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah. I hated it so much. So I don't really have anything to say about it. I, I will say this one comment and then we can move on because I'll agree with you. This movie is utter crap. <laughs> when the... Whatever new dinosaur they made for the movie is climbing up on the roof of the mansion and it screams oh to the moon like it's some wolf or it's like on Luigi's mansion or some. Mm -hmm. I love it. That scene is great. Anyway, don't watch that movie. <laughs> Moving anyway, on. <laughs> don't watch it. Okay. Um, ooh, what should I talk about next? I'm going to move on to something that is absolutely not comic book related, very different from anything we've been talking about, but it is summer related because it's summer right now. And what do mm. I like to rewatch every goddamn summer? Well, that's Nickelodeon's H2O Just Add Water. <laughs> you guys can't see Max, but he's dying. <laughs> I've only ever seen clips of this. I'll give it to you. It's a guilty it's pleasure. The, it's the, you'll know it by the, nor, Cleor, <laughs> from TikTok. <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say, so if you, if you have any H2O specific H2O Just Add Water is such a good, bad show. It is the best bad show I've ever seen, okay? It is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it has such production value. And I'm talking about the mermaids, okay? If you're like me and you ever wanted to be a mermaid, right? You ever wanted to live in the, the ocean or whatever. <laughs> That's what mermaids do. Uh, yes. If you didn't know. And um, they, I was just, when I was a kid, I was just absolutely obsessed with their, uh, with their tails because they were, like, not the kind of mermaid tails that you see in, like, any other live action mermaids like you know like like uh just like a bodysuit and then you can see mm. their feet and their knees <laughs> bending in the in the while they're swimming <laughs> no it's like actual like they made model casts of the girls bodies and they made these like crazy sculptured tails that actually swim and they actually like give you so much like um like one of those flippers like a di like divers have and they give you so much uh 
distance while you're swimming. They can get cut through the water so quickly. And I was like, I got to have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, mom, there was order it on Amazon. <laughs> there was definitely some practical visual effects artist or the production designer or someone who was just like, you know what? I'm going to make this sing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make this look so cool. It's like the Sue Sylvester meme. It's like, I'm going to make an environment so, but not toxic. <laughs> I'm going to make an environment <laughs> so mermaid friendly. <laughs> um, and it's just like, okay, the show, like the characters are iconic. Okay. Um, uh, the main mermaids. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the show to you a little bit, just for a quick second, okay. because you've never. Because I have no idea yeah. about like the subject okay. of the show. So the show is about three normal girls, uh, Emma, Cleo, and Ricky, and <laughs> they are they live on the Gold Coast in Australia, so they have terrible Australian accent. No, no, it's their <laughs> real accents. I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to insult them with their actual accents. Uh, yeah, everyone with an Australian accent, you sound dumb. Oh my god. We're gonna get cancelled. Your heroes from Mr. Sunday movies will never talk to us. Yeah. No. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> so they have terrible Australian accents. And um they um <laughs> they get stranded on this island and they find this pool inside a volcano. And <laughs> okay. they get into the pool to, because they're trapped. They're trapped in this, like, cave. And the only way out is um, to swim, right? <laughs> I'm not going to ask. <laughs> they fall down a hole. It's really bad acting. It's hilarious. They get trapped in a cave. And they got to swim out to the ocean because this pool is connected to the ocean, right? And all of a sudden, when the three of them get in the pool, the moon overhead comes over the volcano, and there's magic glitter that comes and starts... Um, and then the magic glitter stops all of a sudden, and they were like, that was weird. And then they leave, and they're not <laughs> Um But then... But then the next morning, they all get into the water, and they become mermaids. Oh, is it? Do they become mermaids in the water? Yeah, they're only just yeah. add water. Yeah, just oh. add water. Oh, oh my god, it's so smart. <laughs> it's all coming together. So, like, okay, the the pilot is so funny because Cleo becomes a mermaid in the bath. Okay, very normal. You wake up, you get in the bath. Sure, that makes sense. Emma right. becomes a mermaid at the beach. So she got up. Put on her bathing suit, apparently didn't brush her teeth, didn't pee, <laughs> didn't wash her hands, and just went straight to the beach. Sure, she lives on the beach, but that's still kind of weird. And then she gets that's in the water gross. and becomes a mermaid in the ocean. Okay, fine. Whatever. I, I can buy it, you know? It's explainable. But then, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky is outside in the morning. She is completely dressed. She is... She had it's not wearing the same clothes from yesterday, wearing brand new clothes. So she has changed clothes and she has changed her hair. And so she had apparently gotten ready without touching a drop of water. And she's out walking down the street. And then a tiny drop from a sprinkler hits her, the tiniest drop. And she turns into a mermaid. And I'm like, Excuse <laughs> me, bitch, did you not touch a drop of water getting ready? Did you not brush your teeth? You nasty. Okay. <laughs> did you not wash your hands? Did you not wash your hands? <laughs> it's a really interesting show. Because there's also another character, there's Lewis, 
and then later they add like terrible characters like Zane. <laughs> Um, I was hoping there would be four so that I could make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles joke. There but... is a fourth mermaid because in the uh, third season, in the third season, <laughs> Emma leaves. She's like, I don't want to be in the show anymore. <laughs> so she leaves and she's replaced by a different mermaid, Bella. Um, and most of the fandom doesn't like Bella, but I do. So oh. fight me. <laughs> uh, but... Not that there's like an in-depth fandom of this. It's just people who liked it when we were kids and still watch There's going to be some just in-depth fans who are just like, "No, I'm I'm going to like, murder you because Bella. of what you yeah. said." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, I have no idea about this yeah. show. No, but the, the it's so fun to think about because it raises so many different questions about how their transitions to mermaids work. Like when you cry, do you turn into a mermaid? Does your pee turn you into a mermaid? There's one episode that showed Emma dyeing her hair, but her hair has to be wet to dye. So she's mm-hmm. so they're dyeing it, and she's a mermaid, right? And her tail is, like, sticking <laughs> out under the, the barbershop gown. And it's really funny. But then she turns back into a human, and her hair is not red anymore. It is blonde again. It is not dyed. Hmm. So... She only has dyed hair as a mermaid. So will that stay forever? Wow. Like, it, it's, it raises so many interesting questions. So those two forms are two different. Yeah. We're getting into it too much. They're two different forms. Because <laughs> the way that they turn into mermaids, they don't just, like, grow a tail, like, morph into a tail. Their whole body, the effect that happens is their whole body turns into water. And then it turns back into human, but then it's a fish. I mean, like a mermaid, not a fish, but... That just reminds me of a monster girl from Invincible. Yes. Like, whatever happens to one form has no bearing on the other. Yes. it's kind. Of, it's, it reminds me of that, too. Uh, but monster girl morphs. They don't morph. Mm-hmm. They shift they... between states of being, which is so interesting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I watch it every summer because it's a good summer show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can move on to I yours can't... now. <laughs> okay, my next recommendation, Rogue One. I talked about earlier with third acts that I love. I disagree. I think Rogue One is a good movie. I don't think it's a good okay. pleasure. <laughs> so this is the first movie on the list that we've had this. It is. It is. I think recently Andor has retconned Rogue One into being a better movie. But I think... And like I said at the way beginning, when a movie cannot be fixed, it's a guilty pleasure. And I'm not sure how to fix Rogue One. For me, the thing about Rogue One is I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed the third act, like you said. Um, And I enjoyed the character building. I don't think necessarily there's enough to that needs to be added to the movie to fix fix it or i mean if you're gonna Mm. fix anything i'd fix tarkin i wouldn't have tarkin be there um it's just creepy uh but or just this isn't my idea but just have tarkin as a blue hologram then it works Yeah, as a hologram or or just cast make it someone someone else else as tarkin (laughs) no one would care (laughs) the fact that you sunk so much money into that And it looks super creepy and just reminds everybody of a dead actor. It's not Mm -hmm. fun, guys. (laughs) Uh. But beyond that, 
And this is even divorced from the third act, even though the third act looks really cool. This is the best-looking Star Wars movie we've ever had. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. And you know what? You know what I would fix about it? <laughs> Let, let's hear it. Rogue One makes Darth Vader even more inconsistent than he already was. <laughs> In his very few scenes in Rogue One, Darth Vader is awesome. And Darth Vader <laughs> is not awesome in the prequels. I'm sorry. He, I ran out of that theater screaming because of the way that Darth Vader went through that hallway. Mm -hmm. But if you think about his next yeah. fight being with Obi-Wan, where he's like tippy tapping his lightsaber mm -hmm. against each other. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not great. The fact that, that, and that is supposed to take place, what, like five days later? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he walks through that hallway, or he fights through that hallway, and it's the coolest goddamn shit I've ever seen. And then he steps through, and on the other side of the door, he is like, he's just, he's just a big oaf, and he's just standing there, and he doesn't do anything. And it's... It's too and much. And that's a result of the technology in the 70s versus technology is, but, nowadays. But, but they could have molded right. it better. Mm. Nah, I don't I don't regret it. I like that. <laughs> it's super cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. When he shoves the guy on the ceiling and then cuts another guy, mm -hmm. goes back to the guy on the ceiling and then cuts him in half. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. The reason that I wouldn't classify Rogue One as a guilty pleasure is because, like, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the plot. I like, I like, I like tragedies. I like things that, <laughs> that have so much setup and then don't do anything with it. Not because they didn't think it through, but because circumstances change. Mm -hmm. And whoops, you're all dead now. And I <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, I love everything about that i think and like i said before it's rectified by andor mm -hmm. i wish i cared more about these characters especially as they died yeah i cared a lot about k2so uh i cared a little bit about Jin, but not really i really cared about that blind guy i forgot his name but i cared oh, yeah. about yeah just because he was freaking awesome yeah. played by donnie yen mm -hmm. great and just even his character, you know, you're, you might be convincing me that this isn't a guilty pleasure because I'm thinking about the work on Donnie Yen's character mm -hmm. on how he like, he's this fanatical Jedi seeker, yeah. but he's not a Jedi. Like he can kind of tune into the force, but he can't move anything with his mind. Yeah. Like he can just kind of see Toph style. And like, I also really liked the, um, the plot line with Jin's father. I thought it was, I was like... You know what? That's a reasonable explanation for why there's this glaring <laughs> fucking hole in the Death Star. Like, why yeah. else would that be there? <laughs> I like, like best retcons in movie history yeah. are that and uh, Wanda in the penultimate episode of WandaVision. Like, those are some of the best retcons I've ever seen. Don't even talk to me about WandaVision. We'll have our own, we'll have a completely different episode about that. I could talk about it forever. We could probably have a retrospective we about that show alone. Should, because I yeah. would talk about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's not talk about yeah, that because yeah. we will talk about it for hours. All right. If you don't have, I can't think of much else to say about Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, I was gonna say if so... you don't have any more to say, I'm gonna move on. Mm. Um. Yeah. I've got She-Hulk on here. Okay. But I don't know if 
it's a guilty pleasure because I don't think it's bad. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to argue with you. Well, and I'm going to say, I'm going to loop Falcon and the Winter Soldier in with this, and I'm probably going to take some heat. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier showed up to be uh, just a TV show about propaganda and people punching each other. And that's what it did. She-Hulk showed up as a sitcom that was supposed to have an A and B plot each episode, and it was supposed to be fun. And that's what it did. No, and I completely agree with you. The reason, I was going to say, the reason that I put it on this list was because so many other people deem it a bad show. Mm -hmm. But because in my definition of guilty pleasure, it was something that the audience at large might deem as bad or... um, uninteresting but i still like and i don't i honestly don't know what the consensus for she hulk is because it was drowned out by the super loud assholes on the internet yeah but i liked she hulk <laughs> i like she hulk a lot and i've rewatched it since and it is some of the cgi doesn't hold up but when it does it looks really 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 good mm-hmm. Which is why when we see her in a movie later on, it's going to look incredible because yeah. we are only going to get like two hours of it. I I desperately want to see her meet Deadpool. <laughs> oh my God. Think... And she would make fun of him because Deadpool copied her yeah. in the fourth wall breaking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then also, I just think it's absolutely amazing that she fucked Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was so funny. I I was completely not expecting it. I was expecting Daredevil to show up, sure, but I wasn't expecting them to bone, and it was incredible. Like, easily the best episode and, when Daredevil and, shows and up. And him walking home in the, the walk, walk of, of shame, shame holding his Daredevil boots. Oh, my God, that was so funny. <laughs> and just the fact that they made Daredevil more comedic, mm-hmm. like, he can be dark and depressing and he's talking about how his religion is hurting his morality or whatever, but he's also just a rootin' tootin' fun weird guy. guy. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Yeah. You put him in a little mustard <laughs> yellow and he gets all jazzy. Yes. All right. I don't have much more to say. She-Hulk, I think it's a great fucking show. I think that's a perfect transition because my next subject is the show Defenders. <laughs> I almost put that on my list, but I didn't. <laughs> I was going to. I like the Defenders. And I think this fits your definition of Defender or of uh, Guilty Pleasure better because I do love this show. I've seen it three times through. I wouldn't argue it's as good as anything from Daredevil or Jessica Jones, but it is so much fun seeing these characters together and their dynamic, and it's Pretty well written. It's super sometimes. fun. And it's the only thing that made Iron Fist uh, <laughs> the least bit palatable, you know? <laughs> when Stick calls him a dumbass, I was like, yes! <laughs> yes! Ow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you knee okay? I, I was in so much agreement that I <laughs> tried to destroy my foot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're supposed to destroy your fist. Yeah. So I <laughs> I can't think of too much to say about the Defenders other than if you've watched it, you know that it's fun. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, you probably won't it's a, be able to get into it's it. It's a fun, low-stakes superhero team-up, and it continues to be low-stakes until Daredevil dies. And then you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? 
and then he doesn't die, obviously, but <laughs> you yeah. think he dies for a second. Uh, because we're kind of running low on our list or getting to the end of it, I'll bring up um, Legend of Korra, which I think is a little tough to describe as a guilty pleasure because I think if you bring it to an adult, it is a very much a guilty pleasure. But if you watch it as the kid show that is in, it, it is intended to be, I think it's genuinely good. Not as great as Avatar, but it's good. I think a lot of people will disagree with you. I think people think Legend of Korra is still great, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. So it there is a standard that the Last Airbender sets that Legend of Korra never really meets. I do think in Legend of Korra how there's a different villain each season and how it's just an ideology that the villain takes way too far. Like, that's genuinely incredible. Watch it for that alone, mm -hmm. but it's just no Avatar. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> and the fact that it came before, it's impossible not to compare the two. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if you have seen Avatar and you're wondering if you should go watch Legend of Korra, go watch it. Since we're down to the we're down subjects, to, down to the wire. yeah, that we're we're not really sure if these are guilty pleasures. So definitely tell us if you think you disagree with what our thoughts are. But what is your next sort of guilty pleasure? Um. Well, so this one isn't um really a guilty pleasure. It's it's just a stupid pleasure, and that's Spaceballs. I love <laughs> it. I adore it. Um. I I just watched a clip with my brother earlier tonight of just yogurt talking. And I was like, that's better than anything I've ever seen. Return for Spaceballs 2. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but when we were kids, um, our grandfather loved Spaceballs. It was his yep, favorite movie. Yep, I remember movie. it well. Yeah, it was his favorite movie, and he would sit us on the couch and put Spaceballs on, and the four of us would watch Spaceballs with him, like, every time we saw him. <laughs> I love Spaceballs so much, and I think it gets a lot of wiggle room because it's a parody, mm -hmm. but I think it doesn't even need that wiggle room. It, it's great. It doesn't. It's great, and it's stupid, and it's doing exactly what it's set out to do. It's... The Monty Python and the Holy Grail of Star Wars, and I love it. <laughs> yes, it is so much fun. Yes. Um, all right. So my, I'm going to just combine my last two into one because I basically thought of them at the exact same time. They're not the exact same movie, but Tremors and Deep Blue Sea are mo like kind of thrillers, but they're more comedies about this one's a shark, one's a giant worm, and they're trying to eat people, and we got to stop it. Hmm. And it is such a fun watch, both of them. Okay. I haven't seen either of them, so. Highly recommend to watch. I would even say, like, I had a difficult time putting them on the list simply because they're just good movies. Mm -hmm. I think Tremors is better than Deep Blue Sea, but that's just my humble opinion. Okay. Good to know, good to know. <laughs> Um, my last thing on my list is, uh, something that I'm rewatching right now. Um, and it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's absolutely guilty pleasure because there are some times when it sucks ass and is so fucking terrible. I can't even stand it. And there are times when it is genuinely so good. I wonder how the writers who wrote that terrible shit also wrote this. <laughs> uh, 
It is a show from the early 2000s on Showtime called Queer as Folk. And Max, I can't stress this enough. I genuinely recommend that you do not watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be like so bad it's good. No, 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 just don't watch it. It's really, really good. I just don't think you would like it. Um, I am currently re-watching it and um, we might have some more content about it in the future but i'm just just gonna give it a quick mention here uh because it absolutely applies to this guilty pleasure uh header (laughs) (laughs) so there we go i think we have talked about the majority of our guilty pleasures in movies and tv Mm. um let us know any of your guilty pleasures what what do you think a guilty pleasure yeah. is? Do you not agree with our definition? Yeah. Do you think some of our guilty pleasures are incredible movies? Tell us if you think we're what? stupid. <laughs> yes. And with that, this has been a hodgepodge. <laughs>